So if you have a new idea for a completely new story, should you just go ahead and write it straight away? Or would it somehow be worth it to actually test if readers would be interested in this story idea or not? Well, that's what we are going to talk about in today's session. And also, if it is worth testing with readers, then how do you do that? If you're a fantasy author, then you've come to the right place. My name is Autumn. And I am Jesper. Together we've published more than 20 novels. Our aim is to use our experience with, to help you with writing, marketing, and selling your books to fans all over the world. Okay, before we get into all of that, uh, let's just do a quick update on what we're working on as we've decided to do uh, on these monthly joint sessions. and. Uh, as we talked about last month, we've been pretty busy on a few number, or a few different items, haven't we? Yes, we have some big projects coming up, and one of them we hit a new milestone. So we're both really excited to be at this point with our top secret, not so secret, world building course that we have been working on for months now. Yeah, yeah, years. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like years. Yeah. Indeed. Um, yeah, so, well, basically, we, as we mentioned last time, we were sort of nailing down our joint process uh, for plotting. So we had the uh, book on our guidebook on how to plot a novel, and there was a workbook associated to that. And on top of that, we have a book on story ideas, which is sort of, uh, well, congruent with what we're talking about here today, I guess. But we had those three books um, it, sort of in the way because we were focusing on getting those done before we could actually put some full effort into the world building course. But uh, now I'm very happy to say that we actually have the first draft of all three of those books done. <laughs> so we're really excited. We have some content editing and our editor and actually a couple book covers, but we got one of them done. So we're really moving along with those and our focus is definitely going into the world building, which is perfect because it's really starting to come together and hopefully we'll snowball to completion very quickly. Well, quickly as in this year, 2019. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was also doing this so you couldn't see that. Uh, but uh, yeah, for those on the podcast, I'm doing air quotes quickly uh, because, uh, uh, be well, uh, there is still a lot, quite a lot of work with the world building course. Um, but now, because of those first draft of those books being done, uh, we're sort of f only focusing on the world building course now. So that's got to pick up a lot of pace. Um, but it's still months away bef before it's done. Um, and as we talked about before, we're building our own future world in, in conjunction with the uh, development of the course as sort of example sessions uh, so that people can see how, how, how to apply what we're teaching, which makes a lot of sense. Um, and on top of that, we also want to add a example outline of our the first book in our next series which we have not done yet but uh, the first outline for that we want to include as a download in the plotting book so that people also there can see how we are going about uh, the plotting and how we are applying the, what what the book is teaching so that alone also holds that book back because 
we need to finish the world building first, and then we gotta plot the book, and only then can we, uh, you know, make that download available inside the book, and only then can we release the book. So it's probably gonna, I guess, we're gonna sort of have a catch-up effect later in 2019, where we release three books at one time, and also have a course done. All of a sudden, everything sort of, well, catch-up effect at that point, I guess. I was going to say, it sounds like we made this giant ball of yarn that's all knotted together and tied or a giant piece of Celtic knot work and everything is interlaced and dependent on each other. So when it's all released, it's going to be big, phenomenal and beautiful. But until then, I feel like we're just pulling at individual strands and we don't see the whole pattern yet. But we're so close. We're getting there. I'm really excited. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And talking right. about world building yeah. and our books, that's actually a really good lead in to what we're talking about today of, you know, should you just go and write whatever book idea is in your head? Is that how the best way of writing books? Or is there a way of testing the market to see what readers are interested in? And so that's a fun question and one we've both kind of pondered and one we're pondering as we look at our new current, our new series that we're going to be writing. Yeah, and it, it's it's very interesting actually because it, it it was something it was something Autumn brought up uh, actually a while back I think because initially we talked about it quite a long while back about um, sort of testing the waters with story ideas and trying to figure out if it's you know if, if there was a way to yeah test out whether or not a story idea is is getting any interest from readers, uh, but also if it's sort of worth investing the time to write a full trilogy, for example, with the story idea before we're getting into it. So we talked about it for quite a long while back and then it sort of went on ice for a while because we were doing other things, I guess. Uh, but now it's it's starting to become a bit relevant to have the conversation again. And, and it's, well, especially me as well, I, I'm very interested because I know Autumn have done a bit of testing with some with with, with this stuff uh, over the last well months, I guess. Um, and when I started out writing my first uh, series, I did exactly what I guess like ninety percent of all authors probably do: is that I write what I wanted to write, and then I just cross my fingers. Hopefully, the market will like these sorts of books. Uh, but yeah, the question today is: is is that really the best way of? Doing it, so that's what we we're sort of exploring this topic here while we're talking to you at the same time. So, uh, so hopefully you you'll get a lot out of this. So, but Autumn, maybe you want to sort of explain a bit what you've been doing. Sure, and as I say, this is I'm in the middle still of doing this experiment because I did the same thing when I wrote my first trilogy. I had this idea, I just wrote it, and actually then I wrote a different series and I just wrote it, mm. and they've done well, but they could be doing better. When I look at the market, I know they could be doing better. And my perspective has changed. I'm, I'm passionate about writing. This is definitely my passionate, what I want to do as an adult. But I'm also much more interested in now as an entrepreneur. I understand the business of writing. And I know when you're doing a business, you test out products, you know, do some market testing, make sure that people are actually going to like what you're doing. And of course, there's a couple of ways of doing that. And one is like, you can see what is really popular right now, like Game of Thrones and say, hey, I'm gonna write Game of Thrones, my version. But by the time I got that done, written, and how many other people are writing Game of Thrones type stories right now, you're just gonna get this tiny little sliver of the market. But the other thing to do is to stay true to yourself and what you want to write, which is great, but don't go and just write an entire series. Don't build an entire series. 
the best thing to do is to test the market. And that can be done through a couple of means. One is short stories, which I've been writing short stories. And they're great because they also help with the world building. If you're, if you're kind of pantsing your world or your characters, um, some short stories really are a great, phenomenal way of getting a better feel for the world as you actually write it instead of writing a list of, you know, or even drawing a map. It gives you more of a perspective very similar to how the novel will be. But somewhere between a short story and a novella, and that's what I am trying. I actually have two story ideas that I think are great, completely different ideas. Um, and I'm releasing two novellas in May and one in June, and I'm going to see which ones readers prefer before I go and write the entire series on either of them, because I'm at the point where I want to know I'm going to be writing something that not only I enjoy, I mean, I just love writing, but that readers are really waiting for and going to be receptive to, because I do this for a living and I have to make money and I have to pay the bills and eat. I, I'm not a vampire yet or a tree. I'd actually like to be a tree, but um, <laughs> a tree that can write. So like an ant, it has to be an ant, but uh, it would be a fantastic way to live. So that's what I have written. I, I did plot out the series. I have a solid idea of what books one, two, and three would be, but I have only written the first novella, and I'm going to hand, give them out. Um, well, not give them out. They're going to be 99 cents, and I might do them as a sign-up, as a free, a banged lead-in um, reader magnet, but mm -hmm. I'm going to give them, you know, a couple of months out there to see which one readers prefer, and whichever is the one that I see the most interested in that's the one I'm going to go ahead and write next. And then I'm going to write all three books and release them. Boom, boom, boom. Like we've discussed before in these episodes. Mm -hmm. So that's a fantastic way of doing it. But I don't know. You can give your ideas. Yes. Bruce. I mean, does that sound like a reasonable thing with my biggest con that I have found? And you can, this would be a good one for you to think about is I have written two novellas to totally different worlds, two totally different characters. I've had to take the time to, develop characters, develop a world, develop magic systems, everything we've talked about, everything we talk about in our world building course. And I'm writing so far 45,000 words in one, 35,000 words in the other, and I might not go any further. And mm. so there's definitely a time constraint there. I mean, I could test out other ideas using the same world, but different characters, but it's also not as easy as saying, darn it, I'm writing three books and that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, because I actually was uh, wanted to rewind there for a second, just to understand. So, are you saying that you have like two completely different worlds and two completely different stories, and that that's and then you write one short story in one of them and another short story in another? Is that what you're saying? I have written short stories in both of them, but uh, to really do this market testing, I'm going to actually put them for sale, not just for download. And I'm putting them on Amazon, and so they're actually novellas. Uh, the one is forty-five thousand words; the other one's thirty-five thousand words. Right, but it's two but different ones, are, two different stories. Totally, one is more mm. urban fantasy, modern. Okay. So more set in this world. So that one was pretty easy to develop, but it needed a lot of backstory to make it real. And the other one is dark fantasy, a totally different world. Right. So that went with all the regular world building you would have to do. Right, because my thinking would more be like. For example, let's let's use our own future fiction here as an example for now. Uh, but we're building that entire world, 
and um, we're going to write in that world. So it's not like, well, then we'll just build a new world after that and a new world after that until something's, you know, we're going to write in that world. But so my thinking was more like uh, that, that what you would need to do would in this case, uh, I understand you have two different worlds and all that, but I'm, I'm just trying to link it back to, mm -hmm. to, uh, to, let's say, a more efficient way. <laughs> so if you have only one world, uh -huh. uh, and then I was just speculating that maybe what you could do would be to write two uh, or two or three or whatever, how many you want to do different short stories that is all set in that world, but maybe just focus on, on sort of some different stories or maybe some different characters or something to, to see then which one sticks the most or which, which one gets downloaded or bought the most, you know, that was what I was, I was thinking. Thinking that would be my caveat is that if something doesn't, if it's this whole world that I've developed doesn't work, that's something I was thinking I could try is just you know go different part of the history, try a different character, find the find the aspect that readers suddenly go, yes, this is what I want to know about, and this is what I'm going to, mm. and that once you see that spark, once you see readers really say yes, I really want to read this, that's when you know you have something that you want to go ahead and write, and obviously write as quickly as you can, but it's probably going to be a year from that novella to that trilogy being released. But that's so understandable. If they're excited, you're also going to be building readers uh, who are waiting for the rest of the story. And that's, that's still very powerful. So you have even that many more people waiting for that release. Yeah, as I said in the beginning of this video, we're sort of figuring this one out as we talk. So basically you're just witching, viewing, seeing us sort of debating what to do ourselves here. So, so, so that, uh, so that, that's sort of a bit of a look behind the scenes as well, because I was just thinking as well when you said that, if it's even possible to do unless you have quite some audience already. I mean, in our cases, we, we have some email lists we can email people we can ask uh, readers to which one do you prefer and we can you know when we release a short story we can email them and we can say okay now it's ready and they will go and, and buy it or download it but i'm just thinking to, to be actually be able to judge if one story is better than the other uh, or, or sort of entices reader more than one or the other uh, you need enough statistical relevance to be able to actually judge it you know if if your grandma and your mother downloaded one and your brother and your sister downloaded the other and you know it's a it doesn't help it i mean you need you need at least a thousand people reading each of them uh, to and uh, to be able to say anything uh, relevant about whether or not it's it's i mean 100 people is not even enough which categorize myself as as pretty savvy in, in the in the ads stuff <laughs> but uh, i think i would even i would have a hard time i think driving enough traffic to just a 99 cent short story to actually get people to convert to buy it if they're just like they have no let's say knowledge of me or us or whatever already i think it would be difficult i think it would be i agree actually and I thought of that because you could sit there and churn out a whole bunch of stories and never see any real, just like, you know, any real catch because you just don't have the marketing. But this might be a good reason to try KDP Select for a 90-day period because then you get the free offers. Try to do some giveaways with uh, book funnel giveaways, something where people sign up for your reader list so that you can then get them, they can have it for free by signing up. And then you can say, hey, and read this other one for free and then tell me which one you like. Mm. Because, I mean, that's a great way to start building up new, 
new readers as well, because I've thought about this. My previous books are, I have one that's sort of post-apocalyptic, which kind of fits one of the stories. But the other one, I went from noble, bright, epic fantasy to, I think I'm in just in a dark phase in my life and everything's dark. It's dark <laughs> fantasy. It's a very, uh, one of the questions I recently answered on Instagram is, would you survive in your world? I'm like, no, I would die in this world. My first world, <laughs> my epic fantasy world, oh yeah, I'd be fine, so fine. This one, no, I'm dead in five days, easy. Um, <laughs> so it's a much darker world. And so will my old audience like it? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure. So I'm thinking I might need to do some new audience building anyway. So I have thought of that where it's like, hey, sign up, get it for free. Oh, hey, here's the other one for free. Hey, which one do you like? And so there is going to be a lot more, you know, talking to people, chasing people, saying, hey, you know, do a little bit of a hustle. But I want to know what people like, and hopefully I can get them to interact with me. I'm actually doing some interact polls and some contests and stuff like that to get people kind of more excited and more involved in the story and knowing, learning about it very quickly, learning about the world very quickly. And then I can even just see what people, how people, are they doing the interact polls? Are they answering questions and finding out what of the eight fantasy races they are in this one? Or if they're light fae or dark fae in the other one? See how often they're actually following through with some of the other things. And I can take all of that data to see where people are interested. Mm. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. I'll let yeah. you know in a year when I have the books written and see for selling. <laughs> yeah, well, well, at the end of the day, the, the, the question fundamentally here is, is it worth to do some market analysis beforehand, before you start doing all the, you know, writing a full trilogy, releasing it only to figure out that, well, nobody's really interested in this particular world and story, you know. But on the other hand, is it worth, because, well, as I said before, I, I think if you have a good built-in audience already, you can you can probably get to the stage whereby you can make a conclusion without, let's say, too much hard work. Right. But if you don't have that, I think you are in for quite some hustling to get to the stage where you actually have the input that you need to, to make a proper conclusion on whether or not uh, people like one story versus the other. Uh, so... For me, I, I think unless you have the built-in audience, I, I, will, I would say, well, if, if you're willing to spend a lot of time and effort on it, then I, it's great. But is, is it going to long run, long-term situation, is it going to save you time or just going to spend a lot of time figuring out which one you to write anyway? So, you know, do, if you see what I mean, if, if, if you write fairly quickly, you know, if, if you don't take one, two years to write a novel, for example, let's say it takes you four months to write a novel, yep. you know, 12 months, you can have the full trilogy done. Mm -hmm. If you don't have any built-in audience and you have to run ads and you have to collect all the data to figure out which one to write, and first you need to write the short stories, then you need to do all the market research. I would think you're probably looking at seven, eight months right there. And then you could have done the full trilogy in four months extra, and then that's done. Yeah, and that is definitely the catch. And I also think of it from a reader's perspective, because I've done this as I've met other authors and you go to their Amazon page and you see all of these, like maybe books one and two out of five that are up, but then there's books one and two and three or book one in this other trilogy and book two, it's just all of these half finished trilogies. And I know as a reader, I'm like, Wah! just finish something. And so when yeah. I see an author publish a book 
a book one and they, you know, I, you, you list out the names of the rest of the books, you know, is that really what you want to see as a reader go or have other readers come to you and see that you have all these book ones and no books two, three, and four? I don't think that's really what you want to see either. So it is, I play with that and I have to admit, I probably, I like both of these stories enough. I can see me writing the whole series in both of them. So it's more of a, which one do I write next versus which one is going to go into the hopper and it's never going to see the light of day. Mm. I don't feel that way about it, but that is the true platform that, you know, is being billed as a, this is a writing as a business and this is how you do your research and this is how you know what to write in next. And you're going to have ideas that literally get canned and never written. And that's just so sad to me as a writer. You know, even I'm kind of straddling the line of, well, this is the way you're supposed to do it. And then there's me going, but I just want to write it. I just want to see which one to write next. And I have a feeling I already know which one I'm going to write next. So yeah, why am I doing this other than, you know, I can beat up, build up some readers while I am just have the novellas out. And it will help me, though, give me maybe confidence on which one's going to do better. And I have to admit, though, you and I together have done some market research, and that totally changed a little bit of what I was planning on writing. Because by doing the market research, I refined and toned down um, some elements that I would have normally have kept. So I do think market research has a place. And you should be aware of, like, what is the top 50 best-selling books in fantasy or your genre right now? and allow that to, you know, temper the ideas that are going in your head. Because if you really want to write a bestseller, if you really are going to do this for money, you do have to do some research somehow. If you are a fast writer and you could whip out, you know, if I'm on my game and really concentrating, I could easily do a novella in a month. That is nothing. So if I could write two or three novellas, get a feel for the audience um, with, because I do have a, you know, a pretty good audience, already build up say hey which one of these do you like and then go for that series and get it done in a year and have a very solid platform all the while i think that's a really good business idea yeah in, in principle i agree I, I for me i think you need to have the built-in audience otherwise to be honest i would if somebody came and asked me for advice and they did not have a built-in audience i would probably tell them no, don't do it. Don't do that because you're going to spend so much time and effort on it. And honestly, I, I don't think, well, unless you're willing to really spend a lot of time, you're not going to get to, to a, a proper conclusion. Uh, chances are probably you, you'll jump to a conclusion way before you should. Uh, and, and then you're going to end up in the same place you would have ended up anyway. But what I think I would say, though, is because you mentioned how we've done some market uh, research and whatnot, uh, which is actually part of some of the modules in the world building course. So I would say, if you know what you're doing with your world building, meaning that, that you're also building a world that you know has elements in it that, that readers generally like, mm -hmm. then that is the first step. And then the second step, and now I'm shamelessly plucking some of the stuff that we're doing, <laughs> but the second step, step is... Uh, if you know what you're doing with your plotting and you can develop the characters based on some, what should I call it, like like generic uh, elements that is also known to invoke uh, reader interests, if you sort of have those things working together, I would almost go as far as to say that the story idea, it, as long as there's enough meat on the bone of that story idea that it can carry a, a, a trilogy, for example, but let's assume that that is the case, 
then I would say it probably doesn't really matter if it's the one story or the other one you're writing. Right. Because if the world building is based on some market analysis and the plotting is based on what we know readers generally like with characters and, and plot lines and, and, and character arcs and those sorts of things, you, you should be safe, to be honest, I think. I think so too, though. I think let's um, ask anyone watching or listening that, uh, you know, do you want an update as I carry out my experiment that's coming up? Uh, if you do, put it in the comments and we will schedule one of our one-on-one -on -one sessions or at least a little update later on to let you know how my little experiment runs. And if I do see some feedback and then if it carries out in a year when I launch the series, if I really do see that maybe my sales have increased and I feel it comes from, what it, does it come from? Does it come from the fact that I asked readers which one they prefer and what with that? Or because, you know, I've been advertising it for a year with a novella. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> I'm taking notes. Yeah, but I think that is a, an excellent idea actually to, uh, you know, let us know if you're interested in in, in a later update on, on how this experiment is going. Because, because right now I would say, I, I'm probably on the on the let's say I'm just probably sitting with the conclusion that it's not worth it um, to be honest based on what we talked about and 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 before entering this uh, conversation actually I hadn't made up my mind so it just happened <laughs> while we were talking here based on what we talked about but I think I've sort of reasoned my mind to towards that uh, I I don't think it's worth it. but maybe you see it differently or maybe maybe you just you're just curious to to learn how how this test that autumn is doing is going and of course maybe autumn will surprise me and actually tell me that i i was an idiot and actually we should be doing what she's doing because it makes so much sense and then of course i, I will be happy to come on air again and say i was an idiot but uh, until then i i think it's not worth it <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely wrap up by saying it has been a lot of work and the stories have become both very near and dear to my heart. So I couldn't, I could not write one at this point. So I've got, basically I have the next two years of series planned. I'm just trying to decide which one to write first and being ironic sometimes as I am, it'll probably be, the readers will tell me one and I'll be like, but I want to write this one next and I'll probably do it. I think if I hear any flack from my my readers, it'll be because I didn't continue in my elemental fantasy world that was noble bright and went to this dark, dark place. And I'm probably going to get an email saying, are you okay? Are you, are you sure you're fine? <laughs> I'll be like, hang in there. Trust me, it's a really good series. Really bad shit happens, but... Ooh, I shouldn't have said that. But really bad <laughs> stuff happens, but... Really, it's a good series. Just trust me, it's an amazing, amazing storyline um, on both sides. Both are dark. I don't know why I'm just there in my life. Everything is fine, I promise. Awesome. On that note, uh, let us know in the comment section or in the uh, in the show notes, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, if you would like an update later on on this one, uh, on this topic, and, and we will make sure to, uh, to come back to it later on. Uh, but uh, on that note, I think uh, all there's left to say is uh, see you next Monday. Bye.